Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so now, now that you're here and I can understand you, is there stuff we need to talk about that we... I... Yes. Um, what you told me last night about uh, last time about um, uh, the theory of theories. Yeah. Of Gindo. Do you remember? Well, no, I don't remember what I said. I make this stuff up while I'm talking, so I never know what the hell I'm talking about. So. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I was in my room and. Uh, you was uh, making um, writing things, and you told me that we need to um, to write down or to some uh, the the theory or the theories of Gindo. Oh, okay. And, uh, I remember when we were talking. Yeah, getting that. Yeah, what are the? You know, more and more, I, it comes down to me anyway. That that the basic insight is that the voice in our head is a machine, and not me. And that it's like, you don't even have, I mean, the four stupidities are nice, and, you know, but it seems to me the ultimate realization is that we, is that, you know, we're no longer hypnotized by the, the, the voice, by the language machine, that we actually know that we don't know <laughs> what's yeah. going on, instead of thinking that we actually understand everything. I think that uh, in the four stupidities, I think that um, when you talk about the, um, because there is some kind of uh, uh, ellipsis there, when you say like the example you like to 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 give most of the time, a test the way to know. The yeah, how do you know? Yeah, how do you know? You mean. <laughs> No, uh, it's about the the stupidities for the. Yeah. I mean, there's some kind of ellipsis there. I mean, we say the 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 way it is. We don't. There's something that we don't um, say. There's the. It's it's the way it is for me, or the way it is for that person, because we don't we don't use uh, for who it is that the way it is. So there's there's some kind of ellipsis here. There's something unsaid when we say it's the way it is. The yeah. way. The yeah. way well, for it, who? Well, it it gets down to the word the. That's right. That's part of the whole issue. Is that the the word the is used unconsciously. It has default values in English. People who are raised and had English programmed into them from infancy. Again, they don't think about how they're going to construct their next sentence. They open their mouth and it comes out, the philosophy of language. It's, yeah. it's not like anybody asks that question and thinks, do I really mean, no, no, no. It's just, it, 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 like you said, it would be awkward to say anything else. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, anything else is non-standard. It's, it's standard to say the philosophy of, you know, and, and the word the is standard default for almost all of the reifications. It doesn't, mm-hmm. no one ever talks about a truth. Nobody's interested in a truth. They want to know yeah. the truth, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What I wanted to say is that um, the while using language, the different kind, we use ellipsis in uh, in different ways while using wait, language. Wait, wait, wait! I'm missing one word. You're saying we use ellipsis? Yeah. Ellipsis. Spell that for me. You're talking about like the three dot. You, yeah. You know the three dots at the end. Yeah. In, yeah. Okay, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand how you're using ellipsis then. We you're talking about um, in written text, you mean? In written or in oral text, we uh, we use language, but there is the unsaid. There's things that we don't say. We we don't. And you're call, and you're using the word ellipsis for yeah. what is unsaid. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Now, see, that's why I didn't understand you. See, I would call those the unconscious assumptions. That's what the four stupidities are all about, about eliminating unconscious assumptions, the, the stuff that we don't know that we know that's there but hasn't been said. Yeah, but sometimes we know it. We know that it's there, but we don't use it so to, to avoid redundancy or repetition yeah. in a sentence. And there is part of that because we avoid or we uh, we don't use um, what we are talking about. We don't keep uh, giving some kind of definition to what we are uh, referring to when you use the. <clears throat> when we use the word the, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. See, again, I'm saying that we. In most people, unless they've woken up, they actually don't use the word the. Like I say, it, it's not a choice that people make. People, uh-huh. People's language machines use the according to the way they've been programmed, and that's the end of it. Uh-huh. And people, people say stuff like, well, that's the way it is. And nobody <laughs> questions that. Nobody says, I mean, they may argue, say, no, that's not the way it is. This is the way it is. They've all got a yeah. different way. You know, but nobody ever, nobody would ever say, well, here's, here's a way of thinking about it. You know, yeah. that's, that's too weak. <laughs> you know. So I'm not, quite, I'm not quite sure what you're getting at, then, I think, with, with what you're saying about the... Do you mean what I did uh, just explain? Well, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Say it again. Let me. I said that when we use the, like in the example, the way it is. Yeah. Um, sometimes we we are conscious uh, when we are using the, but to avoid um, repetition or to avoid. Um, uh, some kind of redundancy. We don't use. Uh, we don't explain the way why you use the, because I I can say the way it is, but it would be the way it is for me, my way. Yeah. When I say the way it is, but I don't explain it. 
Yeah, in, you when, when I'm using that. my sense. Yeah, I under, listen. I understand, but what I'm suggesting is that that argument I, I, I'm thinking is is self-deception in a sense. I think that when you stop to think about it, yes, if you ask people to stop and think about it, they would go, oh, okay, yeah, the word does isn't really justified in a particular sentence, but I know that. But the fact is, if you hadn't stopped them and asked them about it, they would have never questioned it. They never would have known that, that it was incorrect, and they would have gone on believing it was until, you know, was it Augustine said he knows, he knows what time is except when you ask him. <laughs> you know, and I think it's this is sort of the opposite. People don't know any of this stuff until until you point it out, and then they go, "Oh yes, of course." Uh-huh. But then they go, and then they go right back to to being absolutely unconscious robots. And yeah. and when you talk about, I mean, and I do this too, uh, you know, to talk about the way it is. But I think that's that's a shortcoming of of ours because. The way it's interpreted, it's not just about me. It's about the people that are listening to me, the people in the conversation that I'm listening to. All we have are the words. And if there are unconscious assumptions, then we need to know what they are and to share them. I mean, like when, when you and I have this conversation, we could very well talk about, well, the way it is, and we both know that we both already agree that it's really just a way of thinking about that I have that's not the way it is even for me. Yeah. You know, but but when we talk to other people, we can't make that assumption. And in fact, I think you can almost always assume just the opposite is that when someone says talks about the way it is, and if you don't call them on it, they will continue to act as though in fact it is the way it is. Until you point yeah. it out to them, then they'll go, oh, yes, of course. It's just the way I feel about it. But they never would have <laughs> come to that. Or maybe we'll uh, we never agree. They will keep insisting that it's the way. It's the only way. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. That's, that's what all comes with the word the. And, mm-hmm. uh, again, people's language machines have programmed, uh, you know, I mean, just like in programming languages, there are what are called default values. And all the abstract reifications uh, inevitably in English take people talking about somebody who has uh, the responsibility of doing, you know, they don't say he's got a responsibility of doing this. They say he has the responsibility the is the default value in English for all these things, and uh, and they're wrong in every case, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they lead to a kind of illusion again, the, the mistaking of a way of thinking for the way it is, and that's I would say that's a form of insanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Go back. Wait, wait, excuse me one minute. I have, now they just delivered my coffee. I have to go put some cream in it. So I'll be right back.
Okay, I'm back. Okay. Oh, we started to talk about um, the theories. I, I want to say one uh, more thing, too. I, I want to uh-huh. say one more okay. thing. Um, the audio is still not as good as you know. I really got I, one of the things I miss about Skypecast is the audio quality was I think better than this. Because yeah, when you what, were talking, I noticed that too. Yeah, when yeah. You when when you and talking. I, when I, you and I used to talk when we first met, I never had any trouble understanding anything you said. Okay, but I do now. I find I'm really having to sort of struggle. I mean, now is much better. I mean, it was impossible before. <laughs> But even now, um, you know, it's it's not as good as it was, and it's bothering me a little bit. So I would, I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, I noticed that you have problem in your audio too today. Really, really. It's maybe it's, it's different. Okay. Well, maybe it's just today. You know, this is definitely better. I mean, this is so much better than that shoe phone thing. That yeah. that uh, that this is great. But it, boy, it could be so much better. We've really this technology has got a long way to go, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, any, anyway, so I'm apologizing if I if I have a little trouble following you. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I just ask you to speak slowly and uh, distinctly as you can, and uh, and and I'll I'll you know I'm getting most of it. Yeah. Okay. If we can't. Um... Uh, understand each other today. You may go back to that next time. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and Jamal is here too. Good. So, so where are we? What? Yeah, I'm. I'm interested in uh, the theories you told me about. But do well, you which, have something in mind about, uh, well, uh, I mean... A, a theory of what now? We're talking about a theory of what? Uh, you said last time, uh, theories of Gindu. Uh, Did I say, really, you know, tell me tell me more about what I said, because maybe that'll, yes. that, that to me is so vague, I could have said, I can imagine saying anything from that point, <laughs> you know. You told me... You told me that uh, we should make um, uh, it somehow uh, like write down the theories uh, of Gendo. Oh, okay, the I theory, got you now. Yeah, the theory of theories. Yeah, and you were I... speaking as if you have uh, things um, uh, ordered in your mind. Ah, That's okay. why I, I'm interested in ah, that. It's like I you see. have a series of theories. We have just to find uh, one frame to put them. Oh man, I wish it was that clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought when you told me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you know, I think I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm still formulating this kind of. There's still so many loose ends here that I'm just uncomfortable with with very many statements <laughs> that I can come up with, you know. The the one thing about make about making a distinction between between I and my language machine and the idea of the stupidities of English and thinking in language and all the, those things just as sort of observations I think are central to this. Mm-hmm. But how to talk about it 
you know, how to, you know, again, building a theory about how to start talking about it. Um, well, again, it, it means, first of all, you got to, the, the four, well, actually the five stupidities actually have to all be dealt with because I don't think we can have the conversation. This gets back to that whole thing about, uh, about uh, electricity in 1800 again is that they simply didn't have the language to talk about electricity back then. They had to invent it. And and I really think that's pretty much where you and I are in the sense is that the stuff we're trying to talk about, I don't think we can talk about it in the language that we've inherited from our ancestors. I, I mean, we're, 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 tr- we're struggling to do it, but I, you know, and, and but... Uh, to, to go to the level I, like I say, I really, that, that analogy to electricity strikes me as pretty apt. That's really what I'm looking for, is uh, a technology of awareness or consciousness that has, is as powerful as our technology of electricity is, you know, has given us domain over that narrow little part of reality. That somehow language and consciousness are tied together like that, somehow, or something. Yeah. Maybe oh, I, I think, think to start, <laughs> uh, the way uh, um, uh, to start working on the theories, I mean, the first thing to do is what I told you last time, to define all the terms you are, we are hmm. going to use. To talk about this theory. Okay, so, so why don't and we start doing that right now? And if there is something missing, uh, we will try to find a term for it. Either yeah. to borrow it from another language or to somehow invent it. Okay, that's, so what are, what, what are, let's, what let's start right now. I've got a list out. So language machine is a good place to start, I think. What do you think? Language first. What is language? Ah, oh, oh, what is language? Oh, you're really going to... You know, that, that's why I keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> you ask good questions. Yes, duh. <laughs> language. Oh, that's a good one. Well, what do you su- suggest? <laughs> well, listen, we're not just... Are we talking about uh, language in general, or are we talking about the way it operates in human beings? Uh, language may be too general. When we talk, we we need to um, to find a definition to language uh, as we use it uh, when in, in relation to, to language machine, because there are lots of definitions of la- the word language. And, yes. Uh, these yeah. definitions were um, were invented or were given to that uh, or to to talk about language. Uh, according uh, or within certain theories, either linguistic theories or philosophical Well, you know, maybe we should be talking about speaking, actually. I mean, actually, literally, that's uh, what Gendo translates as. It's not technically a, the way of language. It's a way of speaking. And that's really where, I mean, in, in some sense, I mean, write, reading and writing is a sort of latecomer for language. Language goes back who knows how far, and it was basically a, a spoke, you know, a phenomenon, an oral phenomenon. You know, so that's really what we're talking about. That's the the part, I, 
or, or is it? Again, we're, what I'm interested in is that voice inside our head. The light, you know. The mm. first, uh, the first definition I learned about um, language when I just started li- uh, uh, studying linguistics was um, a definition by Ferdinand de Saussure. Uh huh. Um, the father of linguistics. Yeah. He gave. Uh, I I still remember that I learned it by heart uh, because I needed that <laughs> to do. That. Tell me. Well, tell me. Uh, he defines language as uh, a product of the speaker's communication. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Stop. No. Slow down. Go slower. For him, uh, language is a product of the speaker's communication of signs to the listener. Oh, that's okay. Do it. Say it again. Then I. That's really short. I was. I was getting ready for a big long one. Okay. <laughs> Language uh, is a product of the speaker's communication of signs to the listener. Okay. So he's talking about speaking and hearing. Uh, is the product of the speaker's communication. Say yeah, it again. Of, of signs. Of signs Sign. to a list. Yeah. Yeah. The communication of signs to the listener. To, to a listener. The communication of signs. No. Okay. Signs to a li- Okay. Communication of signs. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, but again, he's talking about speaking. He's not talking about, but I guess you could apply that to sign language, too, I guess. That yeah. doesn't seem like a very useful. That that's that, that strikes me as that's, almost meaningless. <laughs> so yeah, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. They give uh, each one gives uh, a definition according to his theory and what he wanted to, to to convey or what he wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, why, I'm not sure we need to to describe. To, actually, what we can do is we can collect a bunch of different definitions of language and put them all together <laughs> in the glossary and tell them to pick the one they like the best. <laughs> <laughs> really, then we don't. Then we can. We don't have to worry about that anymore. You know, this will be. Uh, this will be plagiarism. We need to come no, up with our plagiarism. own. <laughs> no, that's not plagiarism at all. It's a footnote. It's a footnote <laughs> in a well-documented thing, and you just go to all the dictionaries and get their definitions of language and put them there, and then tell them if you, if you really think that's important, you figure it out. But we can define it for what we see. That's what I'm saying is that uh, for the purposes of of what we might be doing, we can define it any way we want to. And I would define it as the voice in our head, you know, and not worry about whether you want to call it language or any of that stuff. Let's just talk about this internal monologue that's going on inside people's skulls. I think that's even controversial, though, isn't it? I mean, to talk about it in those terms. Because when we are, we want to uh, to use terms while talking about or while uh, writing down the theories, uh, we should know what we are talking about. I mean, when we use, for example, the word mind, we have in the yeah. glossary uh, what do we mean by mind. Yeah, that's why I never it's use not that. Not mind for psycho, psycho, uh, 
um, psychoanalysis or the mind for a scientist or a mind for we need to to give a specific meaning when we use a term if you're going to use it yeah. Use, yeah yeah absolutely i agree with you so for language then as far as i'm concerned we can talk about the voice in your head that's what we mean by it yeah but um here we um this definition i like this definition but it's uh only for uh, like when we are thinking but what about when we are, we are talking to another person? Well, then you, if they ask the question, you can say, well, this is what I mean by language for this discussion. We're talking about the voice in your head. And, or if they use the word language, then you can ask them what they mean by it. And chances are, of course, they won't have a clue what they mean by it. They just, yeah. like, they just like saying it, you know. <laughs> Again, see, a lot of it depends on the audience because you're in academe right now. Um, you know, you're thinking about about all this stuff is colored by the way you need to present information in that arena. You know, which is quite yes. different than the kinds of things I'm thinking about. You know, so I may not be very helpful to you in that way because my again, I most of my interactions with the public has been through public speaking over the last 20 years or so, and I usually go there to stir things up. You know, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't go in there and try to be scholarly and present some sort of structured argument. Although I do that, uh, you know, it's just it's a different venue. That's all. It's just a whole different way of. Yeah, but of, I'm thinking about. Uh, I'm thinking of it like that because. Uh, it's somehow an easy way or a way that makes it easy for anyone, not only a, a, a scholar or someone who knows about these things. I mean, to make it easy to uh, everyone to be able to understand what uh, yeah. we are talking about. Yeah. We use some kind of a, a glossary and... Uh, oh, I see. It's like a down... Oh, that's a great idea. To make idea. it easy, to make yeah, it easy yeah. for uh, everyone to, to understand just, what's... Yeah, and make it available, and they can just download a little text file that, that has all these terms defined. That's yeah. a great idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. You know, you come up with some really good ideas. That's, I mean, that's, of course, what you already said once, but I, I'm, I'm still getting it, you know. Maybe because I'm thinking, taking it well, seriously. You, yeah, yeah, good. A lot, you know, so many people come, you know, but yeah, you're still here and you're still, that thing is that it's, a lot of people think these ideas are sort of interesting, mildly interesting in, until something better comes on television. But, you know, that's why I come here is because there are a few people I meet here who think about this stuff all the time, you know, who actually care about it, you know. Well, do you have any uh, ideas, uh, suggestions for, okay, so language you think should be on there, right? <laughs> yeah, probably Maybe. good. Okay, and language machine ought to be on there, too. Yeah, but uh, for the, this term, it's you who is going to give the definition. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It's you who is going to, de to give the definition. 
Well, I yeah, I'm, well, I can start off by writing what I think about some of these terms, and you can do the same thing, and then we can yeah. talk about it. But, I mean, the question is, what are the terms that need to be defined? Yeah, language, language idea. machine. Um, see, I'm not, I'm not uh, quite sure. Truth, truth. Oh, well, see, I can sum all those up in the five stupidities. Truth is a word, period. That's the end of the argument for truth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we need to talk we, about we, the four stupidities then. That's for sure. Those things need to be spelled out. Yes. But even okay. and, and I've reduced it to four, by the way. We're only going to talk about four stupidities. <laughs> okay. The, five, the fifth one is, is like graduate work. <laughs> Maybe uh, when we update uh, the theory, we can edit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll put a little addendum, you know, for the, the graduate post grad work. We go to the <laughs> the fifth stupidity. That's not for everybody. So anyway, yeah, the five, the four stupidities need to be addressed. And what do we talk about all the time? We're, what is it, what are, we're talking about a change coming up, too. I mean, this isn't separate from what's going on in history. The end of the age of nation states, the beginning of a first global civilization. Don't those mm-hmm. need to be addressed? I think they yeah. do. Yeah. I I think that um, since there are some people here in the room, like Gestor and Jamal, they can participate in, the, in that and give their own... Uh, prepare their own definitions to the, these terms, and uh, we can come here to this room and try to give all uh, our definitions and try to pick up the best one or to combine. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I'm starting. I've got a list going right now. See, ah, this is a place where we could use one of those whiteboard spaces where we could all write on the same board. Yeah. Uh, do you know of any of those things? Have you ever used one? No, that's why I told you last time I'm looking for one to start teaching Arabic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, in the meantime, I've got my own list here, and anyone else who is interested can start their list. How many words do you think are going to need to be on this list? Do you have a, a guess? My first guess was like just a, a few, and then I'm thinking, no, there should be hundreds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing is... To, to to define only the, the most important ones or uh, that need to be defined yeah. when we talk, yeah. just to to make some kind of to isolate yeah. them for other fields. Yeah. To okay. Isolate. Well, what about there's a whole bunch of words that I want to specifically deny the validity of. See, I mean, this is a big part of this. Is there is as important as what we do want to talk about? I want to make real clear that some of the things we won't be talking about, you know, like truth and reality, things like that. <laughs> yeah, but these words also need to be defined like truth and reality. Well, they are. That's part of the stupidities. That's I know that's yeah. the reification thing. That's the the R okay. of the the four stupidities. Um, is that that's a fundamental thing uh, to eliminating so much of this stupidity and unconsciousness is that people literally don't know what they mean because they're using words that don't have any meaning, actually. <laughs> you know, there aren't any yeah. things there. So, so Jamal, uh, added some so terms that we did forget to mention, like earthling, 
uh, and Gendo. Okay, um, yeah. Just for uh, uh, he wanted to know about the voice in my head that okay. we used for the, used for the definition of language. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Okay, good. If, Thanks, Jamal. This if, is cool. Yeah. <laughs> if others are involved in that and to try to 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 give their own definitions, so we can uh, make a, uh, some somehow uh, to make a definition uh, in group. The group, all the group, can make a, a definition, not only one person. Or two. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, we need to. Yeah, yeah. That that's the scientific method. Is you get everybody so, working on the problem and combining their data. And then analyzing it together. Yeah, because we need a different uh, point of views, and mainly here we are people from different parts of the world. Yeah. Uh, so each one has his own way of understanding things. So it's uh, it's a good way to come up with the uh, somehow universal. <laughs> you know, maybe what we should do is start a special uh, cast on this. You know, and. Um, and do it like once a week on a regular basis instead of this everyday thing that I do here, you know. Because mm-hmm. this is getting fairly far. This is a great idea. And, I mean, I'd be willing to meet once a week specifically on this project if you're willing to do that. And if you're willing to do that, then I'll just set up a, a special, or you can, I don't care, any you know, a, a special thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, to deal with this issue, I think this is a really great idea. Yeah. So once we maybe, have a glossary, suppose we have all these words down. Again, the, the big question, of course, is what the hell are we doing anyway? <laughs> what is it that we're trying to accomplish here? <laughs> yeah, I think I have an idea, but I'm not sure. It's like I'm, I'm more in hurry to put things, to write things down, to see them uh, taking shape more than you do, although you were working on that since a long time, uh, yeah. I'm more in hurry to see things uh, Oh, I think that's a great shape. idea. Okay, all right. But I'm, again, you do. No, that's great. I mean, I can use somebody to kick me in the butt once in a while, uh, you know, because yeah, I do have great patience. I've been doing this for a long time, and um, I don't feel... Much of an ur- I mean, I do feel an urgency. I'm still motivated to do all this stuff, but uh, yeah, it's going to take us. I, you know, I can't do it by myself. You know, obviously, you know, it's going to take all of us working together. And your energy is, uh, you know, and pushing and, and excitement to get things done is exactly what we need. You know. <laughs> so, but again, what the question is: what is what is it that we're working on here? I mean. We're putting together a glossary uh, so that we can, so that somebody might want to know what these words are, and we can say, "Well, here, download this file, and this will define all these terms that we use." But what the hell are we doing? What are we using uh, these terms uh, to do? What is it we're we're out to accomplish? I uh, I uh, answered that question. Uh, for example, when I'm uh, writing a working on a research project. Uh, about something, for example, take the example of uh, translation. I'm going to talk about translation. The first thing I'm going to do when I'm uh, when I just start writing, maybe I can do this 
uh, in the introduction on the, in the first part of my project is I, I will define what is translation. I give mm -hmm. a definition to translation, yeah. the word translation, and give the type uh, that are included uh, in translation, like subtitling, dubbing, and all this stuff. So I, it's like I'm going uh, to make or to to put uh, uh, my research in a certain frame to limit it. When I give a definition, I limit uh, what I'm going to talk about. This is exactly the same what uh, we are going to do. Yeah. When we give a definition to each term we are going to use, uh, we will avoid explaining everything when, are, when, are, when, are, when we are going to, to write down things. It's like when we write Earthling, just um, we make a kind of reference to the glossary that people can yeah. go right. and no, uh, look at the definition. And then when we limit the subject, so defining everything, uh, we are going to start, for example, and just <laughs> this is what I how I see things. Uh, okay. Just start writing and. Uh, and we'll figure out what to do with it later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got it. Like, yeah, like, I got it. For example, yeah, it. Fair to, enough. Yeah. <laughs> to talk about what are the stupidities and what we mean about stupidities, yeah. What, yeah. what they are. Yeah. And, Talk about the the idea in general about Earthling, and try to 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 or to put things well, in order. To well, write you're them pretty clear on those things, right? I mean, I mean, as far as Earthling goes, well, actually, that term can be a little confusing sometimes because I, sometimes I use it to refer to a you know a, a particular subspecies of the language monkeys. But I also use it as the name for the for this debugged subset of English. You know, is that, is, do you think that's a problem, or is it, uh, I think uh, does that what well, needs to be, be addressed? It can, yeah, it can be. Uh, this can be included uh, in the definition yeah, of uh, right. length. Yeah, And okay. uh, you can uh, say, for example, uh, sometimes it means this, and sometimes yeah, it means yeah, that. That's and enough. while okay. referring to it in the text, for example. You are uh, going to mention that. Well, what? Wait a minute. What text is this we're talking about? <laughs> I mean, when you are writing down the series. Oh, we're not the talking about I'm the glossary anymore. Now we're talking about the theory itself. Yeah, I moved down. Uh, I moved away from uh, a little bit from uh, the glossary. When we work on the glossary and finish it. Uh, okay. The next step is working on the theories, and the glossary will um, will make us avoid giving yes. a definition to each ter term while working on the theories, because everything is there in the glossary. I'm, and we I'm can losing refer some of your audio. Uh, you're dropping out. Um, <coughs> go can you hear the last? Yeah, I think so. Try it again. Try the last twenty seconds or so. I said when we finish uh, the glossary, uh, we need to start working on writing down the theories to uh, to make things clear. And okay. the glossary will make us um, uh, avoid giving uh, definition to each term we are going to use. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, that makes perfectly good sense. Yeah. Okay, so you actually want to write something here. 
this theory. You want it, you want you want I mean, is it Gendo? We're talking talking about the Gendo theory. Is that what we're yeah. talking about here? <laughs> okay. The Gendo theories. Only one theory. Yes, yes, right. Or Gendo theories of Gendo. Or Gendo theories. <laughs> or we don't have to call we can just call it Gendo and let them worry about it. But we're talking about some sort of paper, some sort of document. Is it going to have uh, pictures and diagrams and things like that, too? Or is it going to be just... I can't hear you. Pardon me? Uh, I didn't hear... I didn't hear the last word. Oh, I said... Yeah, the question is, is this document going to be text only, or is it going to have graphs and pictures and videos and audio attached to it? Uh, What are we talking about producing here? I think we need... Is this going to be printed, actually? Does it need to be printed? Or can it just be a a web document? I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, it doesn't have to be printed. It depends on how... (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. Can you finish your sentence, please? Um, Listen, talk. I'm going to shut up. Uh, I said uh, um, we need to to have things um, to to write things to 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 make them have a shape and then decide uh, about the form and of course diagrams uh, or other other things that need uh, that. Um, will help to illustrate the idea or explain well, the me, idea me, will be good. Wait, let me ask you this question, uh, because I think this is really crucial almost. Do, do you think it's important that it be printed in paper, that we need to have a publisher or some university or something, or is it a document that we can produce ourselves and publish on the web? I think that it can be published uh, in the web and it can be even printed. Okay, so you, so you're, I mean, because for myself, I mean, again, I have no access to any of that stuff, and I have no interest in it necessarily. But if you're also thinking about publishing in some technical journal or some sort of, you know, whatever that you're thinking about, I'm all for that too. But I mean, I just want to know what we're talking about here, (laughs) because that's a very different approach than, like I say, the way I usually approach things. You know, dealing with, uh, but of course you could do all that anyway. I don't need to be involved in that. But I just want to know what we're talking about. That's all. I think that um, what we are talking about is what you um, you were talking about uh, since a long time. Yeah. It's just what we need to do. What we are. What uh, I'm suggest- suggesting is that to write down these things. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking only about the theory. I'm not now uh, now I'm not talking about the practical parts. I'm just uh talking about the theory uh to so, well, write and it when you down. talk about a theory, when you say theory, that's another term I guess we're going to have to define. <laughs> what do you mean by a theory? What would an, an a theory entail? Um, for example, when you talk about stupidities, well, you are talking about a theory. You are um, 
you see things um, uh, in, if I can use the word, in abstract way. Uh, we are not uh, applying the, these things or, or we are not taking this uh, data from uh, a, a written text or from uh, through testing some people. It's only still, it exists, but still theory, you come up with something new uh, or combine different ideas to, to come up with something new, which is, which is for example, uh, when you talk about uh, <coughs> Uh, the four stupidities. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the issue again gets back to a, a, a new view. Well, not new, I guess, but anyway, a particular view of humans as as containing literally a language machine that is programmed with English in the case that we're talking about. And uh, and what, what's new here is that we have discovered some problems with that language that lead to erroneous unconscious assumptions and less, less than optimal thinking by people who do their thinking in English. And so we are proposing to develop a curriculum uh, to teach the next two generations of children how to avoid the stupidities that their parents are subject to. Yeah, now you gave the rationale of the theory. <laughs> that's okay, but that's good. That's what I think is good a, a, a statement as I've come up with. This is another reason why I really enjoy this medium. That particular sentence that I just said I think was pretty close to a good statement. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to listen to this later. I've been talking around that statement for a long time and haven't been able to put it together quite so succinctly until just then. <laughs> and I think that says it. That seems to capture a good part of, of the heart of yeah. part of, you of, gave part a, of this. Yeah, you gave yeah. a short summary to the whole thing. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then the theory, well, but then the theory is pretty much, a, is, isn't really anything new. It's just simply talking about uh, like languages and the structures and the assumptions that are built into languages. I mean, that, that's not anything new. It's, it's, I mean, I guess it needs to be mentioned, but once people, well, once, yeah, getting past this assumption of the language machine thing, and it seems to me that that's crucial. The language machine concept is is fundamental to this. That's uh, you said that's not something uh, new, but that's uh, what people uh, do since a long time. A long time, like for example, when uh, linguistics was uh, invented by, uh, if I can say, invented by uh, Ferdinand de Saussure. This theory started to evolve, but the uh, the main thing is uh, it's still there. I mean, uh, when he used the long and parole, Chomsky used perf uh, competence and performance to mean the same thing. He just came up with uh, uh, other terms to mean the same thing. And just uh, the theories uh, evolved uh, to to include different things, but the main thing is there. It's just this uh, kind of evolution of uh, the theory. It's exactly the same what you are doing now. I'm not sure I follow that. <clears throat> I said that when uh, theories evolve, 
uh, things uh, are added or omitted. Yeah. New, uh, a new vocabulary or new terms replace the old ones because there are something uh, something is added to the theory, the old theories, or when there's a combination of uh, theories, you use uh, people use uh, new terms, but the the main thing or the core or the uh, the main thing is is there, is still there, but. There's some additions to that. Yeah. Well, you know, I've just never, I've never really thought about this quite this way before. So this has sort of got me a little intimidated isn't quite the right word. But the idea of actually coming up with a real theory (laughs) is something I, again, I've been more concerned with the practical application of all this stuff, you know what kinds of words seem to work and which words don't, you know, or which ways of talking with people, uh, let them get it and which ways don't. And the, the idea of, of formulating a theory that could stand up to academic uh, scrutiny is a, is a little intimidating, <laughs> you know. Yes, yeah, I still think that it's, uh, I still think that it's, necessary to write down things and to make people uh, people read that even people from academia read yeah. that and give their criticism to that to no, to, yeah, to be able right. to uh, to to correct what is wrong and to add things maybe their opinion will be different from what we are talking about and will you will uh, gather lots of uh, uh, interesting ideas well if you're willing to uh, to put up with my craziness i you know i think i'd be a really worthy endeavor but uh i'm afraid it's you know that it might be quite quite a task you're going to have to drag it out of me <laughs> you know i mean i mean i i agree with you i think there's something important here but i'm not a writer and i've i've writing has always been somewhat of a stumbling block to me i i enjoy speaking and as you might well know <laughs> but but writing is always something that i've found to be just a really odious task you know um you but, are you are a native speaker and you are saying that what can i say uh english is not my native language it's, uh, it, you can say it's double or it's triple when you say that it's somehow it's frustrating to write. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it, it, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but the thing difference is between you and me is that you actually get it done. <laughs> you actually put up with it and, and end up with something at the end, whereas the most the description of this Skype cast is one of the longest pieces I've ever written. <laughs> this Skype cast. I just said Skype cast, I think. I heard myself say that, the description of this Skype cast. <laughs> Slowly, it's been, what, uh, since September the 1st was when Skype was murdered, Skype cast. Yeah. And so it's been almost a month now, and I'm still saying Skype cast, but it's, it's going. I don't say it as much.
Well, see, again, when, when we talk about a theory, then my question becomes, this is a theory, I mean, you know, if, if we had to title it the theory of, what is this the theory of? What you just um, summarized. Do you remember the, the summary you just gave about what we are doing? Why we were doing it or what we're what we're developing curriculum to teach children how to avoid the problems of English is that the, it's a theory of that that's what it is a theory is a it's a theory of language education it's not only uh, uh, of language education but it's uh, not only for um for children yeah if, of course it's to teach children, but also to make uh, adults think of their uh, language. Oh, if they want to. The no, yes, of course, yes, yes, of course. Uh, an adult could use this and, and reprogram their language machines, too, if they were of a mind to do that, yes. But we have to not get into the, the trap of trying to convince them that this would be a good thing for them to do, because most adults are not going to want to do this. At least that's my guess. Unless we're yeah. very clever at marketing. I mean, maybe that's it. It's just we need really good marketing. You can sell people anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you've got a good enough marketing program. But see, well, if you don't um, like the word theory, you can avoid uh, using it. But it's still it's a theory. No, I, I'm not. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I, I see. I, I approach my own work from several different perspectives, and I've never felt the need to sort of summarize it in one perspective. You know. Um, so the idea of sort of, like I say, of, of unifying it and seeing it all through one lens is something that. Uh, I'm just not comfortable with. I see it through one, you know, I can see it from one perspective and then I can look at it from a different perspective and I lose all the stuff from that other perspective that I first had, but I gained some new insights by looking through a different perspective. So I think that is something good because uh uh it's there is some kind of evolution or development of things when you start adding other things and you come up with a new thing. Well, maybe this is what we're talking about when we talk about theory of theories. Yeah. Because because uh, that seems to be involved here. It seems to be, in, and, and that gets back to Alfred Korzybski's famous uh, dictum: "The map is not the territory." I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, that was sort of the basis of his entire teaching was if you could just understand that the map and the territory are not the same thing, then you'll be okay, you know? Yeah. And uh, that seems fundamental. And that's where I think one of the problems that most sciences have is they get stuck in mistaking their current theory for the way it is rather than just their best current theory. Most of the theories... Uh, don't stay the same because there's somebody or the same person who can see them as wrong 
and oh, yeah. try yeah. to correct this and come up with a new theories. And after that time, this theory becomes old and no longer yeah. Yeah, useful. Right. And yeah. somebody, someone else comes and try to, to make yeah. some. The problem with that is it, it's un- you know it's really slowed down by people who are who who mistake their theories for reality. You know, if if people were more willing, we could make these transitions much faster. If people were were just simply not stuck on their old theories, you know, they'd be more willing to look at new data and reformulate their theories. You know, yeah. but I mean, it takes gen- sometimes. Well, and of course, that's what's happening. That's why it's all speeding up. It used to take many generations for any kind of change at all to happen. Now it takes only a couple generations, you know. Yeah. And sometimes not even that, you know, the next generation. But in the case of uh, in the case of uh, um, of this kind of theory, like uh, this theory, there will be someone who will write something else uh, as a kind of criticism, but it's on the form of a theory uh, yeah. against this theory, so it will be a kind of evolution of this theory. Yeah. And things will keep like that. That's, uh, I think that's the way. Um, All that's right. the way. <laughs> okay, but again, when you talk about a theory, you're going to have to talk about a theory in some particular domain, in the domain of linguistics, yeah. not in the domain yeah. of, of sociology. Although it could be seen in sociology or psychology or any yeah. number of domains, mathematics, philosophy. See, that's the other thing is that maybe this is best approached from a philosophical perspective, not necessarily a linguistic. I mean, we can use the linguistics as a, a backup of a more philosophical position. Yeah, but yeah, you you are right because these things are seen from a philosophical point of view, not a, a purely linguistic uh, point of view. Well, as I mean, yeah, the philosophical part of this is a major part of it for me. You know, I don't usually talk about it so much, but really, the the sort of heart of it, the motivation that that keeps me excited and energized, is more philosophical and spiritual. Uh, than it is linguist. The linguistic stuff is really just, you know, a useful tool, <laughs> you know, yeah. a, a damn useful tool. Well, I appreciate just even having this conversation because it's making me think about this. Again, I, I've been working towards this, I think, for a number of years. I really, in a sense, have been waiting for somebody to collaborate with because. Um, I don't personally, I think, have the tools to put all this together into some sort of thing that you can present to the world in any coherent way. But I think if I worked with someone else who had that ability, we could probably come up with something kind of interesting, you know. Yeah, what do you mean by uh, you don't have the tools? What do you mean by tools? Tools? you mean the way you will present things? No, I mean a, a certain attitude towards language, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I have to because I can only think in terms of my own development, really. And there were two stages. The first stage was the sort of philosophical stage, that that thing when I woke up and realized I didn't have a clue who I was, what I was doing here, or anything, 
when I was 21. And that completely sidetracked my entire life. Uh, you know, uh, from that moment on, I was trying to figure out what the hell's going on here. And after 10, last well, about 15 years of that was when I discovered um, linguistics specifically. I mean, a lot of the, my, my influence was heavily from Zen Buddhism. And, and a large part of Zen is sort of commenting about the inadequacy of language and regular linear thought. Okay, so I mean, the the idea that some of the ideas in linguistics are central to Zen. Um, But anyway, when I discovered Alfred Korzybski's book, Science and Sanity, and for me, all the philosophical questions that I had had for all those years evaporated, not because I found an answer to them, but upon analyzing the language I was using to ask those questions, I discovered that I was actually incapable of formulating a meaningful question. (laughs) You know, so the questions went away, not because I answered them, but because, you know, they just didn't make any sense to me anymore. I, I couldn't, you know, it was just a bunch of words that had no emotional impact on me anymore. So, so language for me was something that brought about a state of mind that I'd been looking for for a long time and hadn't, you know, hadn't, um, you know, hadn't achieved it really. I mean, after ten years of meditating and sitting on pillows and going to seminars and stuff, the truth was I wasn't any closer. I was still plagued by the same questions. <laughs> you know, I was much better at talking about it. I was very sophisticated at talking about it, but inside, I was still totally under the spell of my language machine. I thought that was who I was. But but when I started studying linguistics, uh, it, it gradually began to eat away at um, you know the my, the solidity of my my. I mean, I thought I knew who I was, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. All that began to just sort of give way to mystery, I guess, is what it did. I don't know. I'm yeah. rambling now. No, but, I understand but, what you mean because somehow um, the same thing has happened to me but a little earlier than you, uh, you did um, uh, because of... Uh, I think it was at 15 years old, and uh, also uh, linguistics uh, helped me to to learn lots of things about uh, me and about my language and thinking and all that stuff. But uh, the only things that is uh, the difference between you and me is that uh, there was lots of theories about culture. And uh, cultural, lots of cultural studies. I did lots of cultural studies, which um, made me uh, see things, uh, see language and culture as one thing. I cannot yeah. think of language far from culture, mainly because I studied that uh, in relation to um, to French, English, and uh, my language, and. I cannot think of language. Uh, it's different from you. You think of your language because you are, uh, you dealt with that in your uh, language uh, far from any other cultures. But for me, it was uh, 
uh, in relation to other cultures. Both cultural studies and uh, and linguistics made me see things in a different way, or helped me to see things from different way. But still, uh, the questions keep unanswered, and you keep uh, asking lots of questions. You come up with lots of questions and answers. Well, the important thing is to ask questions that are actually questions with potential answers and not just sequences of phonemes that are absolutely meaningless. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah. For me, uh, Chomsky uh, gave me one of the great uh, great sentences that I, I still use all the time. That uh, I, I use it as a form of a question. He, it was a statement for him, but the question is, do colorless green ideas sleep yeah. furiously? <laughs> You know, nobody's yeah. going to waste any time with that. <laughs> you know, it's just obviously nonsense. But what is yeah. the true meaning of life? You know, that one had me stumped for, you know, 15 years. You know? <laughs> that, that sentence was about... Um, the structure and the meaning. You can uh, use a correct structure, but the meaning can be different. Yeah. From uh, yeah, you know, Korzybski said. Can come said, with meaningless things. Uh, Korzybski said stuff that that I've intuitively agreed with and liked for many years, but I can I can't really get my hand around how it works. And what he said was basically the only content of knowledge is structure. And he was, and he's a linguist, you know, in a sense. Although he was a oddball, uh, you know, he, he talked about, uh, you know, if you're traveling from Los Angeles to New York, you know, you can draw a map that has cities and they're arranged in a certain order. And he says the only thing that makes that useful is that the the structure that's there on the map is uh, has some relationship to the structure that it's implying in the real world and that its structure itself is the content of knowledge. And so then he starts asking, how is it that structure is embodied in language then? If there's any knowledge, if there's anything we can contain, it's got to be in the structure of the language itself, in the sequence of phonemes. But, you know, at that point, you begin to realize that we have very little actual knowledge. You begin to realize that most of what we know is just a language game. We know what we know. We can answer questions and say this and say that, but none of it, or very little of it, actually hooks up to anything in the so-called real world. Yeah, but when he did speak about the structure, uh, is it the structure of language? He was talking about language itself? Well, he's saying that... well, I guess he's saying that the the structure, the language has a structure, and then it attempts to make maps of experience. And that the that uh, well, you know, I don't know. Like I say, I, I've never been able to do to actually articulate that point much better. It always struck me as right. Yeah, that's true. The only content of knowledge is structure, but what that actually means, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Yeah, can you uh, uh, write down his name? Oh yeah. I've never read that. 
uh, orbit anything about him. It's the first time I hear that. Really? Well, that's yeah. not surprising. Uh, the book is called Science and uh, Sanity. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's a difficult book. I'll tell you though, that, that honestly, I uh, everybody I've ever met, which isn't that many, but I've met maybe ten people in my life that have read this book. Everybody I have ever met who has actually read it says it's one of the ten most important books in the history of the world. Yeah. So, but it's uh, it's not an easy read. It was written a long time ago in a very different world, and it may not be so important now because a lot of what he talked about there has actually already been absorbed into the culture, and it's not so. I say when I read this stuff in the nineteen or the late sixties, early seventies, um, it was really revolutionary to me. But like I say, a lot of this stuff is sort of obvious now. <laughs> you know, so it's not quite so revolutionary anymore. <laughs> yeah. But still his ideas may be taken by other people and Oh, and he was. He was very influential. Yeah, he was very influential. Uh, If you look at the bibliographies of a whole lot of real famous people in linguistics and all sorts of sciences, he had a big big following. In fact, in the 1940s, he was sort of like a cult, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, because there were a lot of people that organized meetings around his stuff and they got in trouble with their, you know, because... They were thinking in ways that other people weren't. And so he was actually accused of being a kind of cult leader back in the 19th. of General Semantics up in San Francisco. That's mm-hmm. uh, that all came from his work. So if you look up that, I'll I'll type this for you here. You would uh, be accused of the same thing. <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, general, if you do a search on Google for uh, General Semantics. Uh, you will yeah. see that there's a lot of really fascinating stuff there, I think. Yeah, I, I dealt with uh, semantics. But well, but I, semantics I is very across. different. No, you know, general semantics and semantics are quite different. General semantics is a specific phrase that Korzybski came up with to distinguish it from so-called <laughs> semantics. Yeah. So, so you have to search for those two words together in quotes. Yeah. You know, and... and um, yeah, well, especially if you do it in, if you search for Korzybski and and that, you know, you're going to... Anyway, there are a lot of really famous people who were influenced. He had a major, major influence in the world of philosophy and thinking for about 20 years, you know. And then he, di- I mean, he died ages and ages ago, and he was weird, and, you know. <laughs> but, he, I, I, again, he woke... He, well, Alan Watts and Korzybski are my lineage. Alan Watts woke me up, and uh, Korzybski knocked me up. Well, we got a guest, a guest five has written something here. By reading the book, 
you learnt. He must be from England and absorbed into your brain what it had to say, so gain knowledge by it. Well, okay, guest five. Sounds... Uh, Maybe he wants to talk. You, well, he hasn't dialed in, so apparently he doesn't want to talk. Yeah. He enables you to have a kind of... <clears throat> well, guest five, um, you know, I'm not going to argue or even respond to it. Really, it's a, I, I think that all the terms you're using we need to define and uh, if you want to call in and talk um, I'd be open to uh, doing that with you but but um, texting is just a really inefficient way what to, he's, to actually uh, what yeah? he's uh, talking about is like the idea of uh, intertextuality of what? intertextuality I write I, it down. Yeah. Yeah. Is that we um we can trace uh intertext I've never heard that term. We can <laughs> Sorry. trace other <laughs> it's okay. It can uh, you can we can trace other uh texts. Um uh for example when we are uh, reading a text we can trace uh, back um, other texts in that uh, in the same text. I don't know uh, whether you did understand what I mean. For example, well, you're saying you can find phrases that that he's using in his text that he's picked up from other people and stuff like that. You can analyze terms. The text. Yeah, yeah, terms. Yeah. You can use terms that we can trace it back to other yeah. things. Yeah. So nothing is uh, is pure. Nothing is unique or pure. That's Somebody yeah. comes with a, uh, yeah, a unique yeah, all, idea all, coming only, from only, him. Only so many words, you know, and we are all stuck with the same words. Yeah. Yeah, we are we are the product of uh, our what we read, what we are exposed to, to our so society, to everything that we were exposed to. Uh, mm. When we speak and we use uh, uh, terms or uh, some kind of vocabulary. Uh, if somebody knows uh, about what we are talking about, he may know that we have read that book or we did yeah, watch right. that yeah, movie yeah. or sure. something. Yeah. That's uh, what yeah. uh, intersexuality yeah. means. Okay, yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, guest 5 came back and said, uh, would you say I am not right in my description of knowledge gained, how and why or what because of, and then it's gone off. No, I wouldn't say... Uh, that you're not right. I wouldn't say that you're wrong. I would say you're ambiguous. I would say I don't really know what you said. What you what you used a bunch of words that uh, I'm sure you know what you mean specifically by those words. But uh, but until you and I talk and I find out actually what you mean by those words, I think there's a good chance that I use those words quite differently. So uh, until we can settle some of those differences, I really don't have a clue what your position is. So that's what I'm saying. Sorry, Medea, uh, but this is good. Um, okay. This is good stuff. I mean, because that's precisely the issue. There are two different levels to talk. We can argue about the point. You can say what you're saying is right, and I can say no, uh, that's wrong. I'm saying something different. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, first of all, we need to figure out what the hell we're actually saying. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then we'll figure out. You know. Uh, who's right or wrong or what useful. I suspect we're both right, except that you've put it together quite differently than I have. 
Yeah. You know. And like the, this can be and this can be applied on different things, like uh, the way I define freedom is different from how you see it. For example, or the good or bad. Uh, the the good for me is not exactly the same for you, and uh, the same can be said for the for bad something yeah, bad. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we we need to reconcile these things if we're going to have any kind of meaningful conversation. Then uh, we have to sort of deal with some of these issues. Yeah, we just need to be aware of these that there are. Uh, um, some kind of there's gradual uh, things there's no something things are not fixed or uh, or how we see things um, there's no a fixed idea each one sees things from his point of view and according to what he was exposed to um, when we are aware of that we can uh, deal with anybody from any uh, cultural, any yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. It makes things easy. Yeah, you're right. The problem is, of course, most people from most cultures are incapable of of that perspective. You know, uh, so that's I mean that's part of what we have to overcome as a species. The vast majority of people are culture bound, and okay. um, and family bound even is much worse than culture. I mean. You know they're bound. Well, they're language machine bound, actually. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It's a, it's a relatively simple insight. Once you get it, it's not that big a deal, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're a real global citizen. You can actually talk with other people and negotiate, you know, what's going on, you know. Yeah. Without having to have the truth or be. You know, if the, my being right necessarily makes you being wrong, <laughs> you know, which is yeah, the way but, most people argue it, you know. But thinking that way may uh, uh, make you get into trouble. I mean, not real trouble, but in my, my case, uh, there are oh, yeah, lots of yeah, 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 people. Yeah, yeah, when, right. I de- when I uh, try to understand people and accept their difference, they try to convince me to accept their ideas and to, yeah. to convert to your their yeah. ideas or religions. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Jewish people try to make me Jewish. Um, really? Try to yeah. <laughs> that's what I, happens. Really, I've never heard of Jewish of Jews being evangelical. Yeah. <laughs> there are yeah. evangelical Jews too. <laughs> yeah, that's I great. came across I I um interested in everything that is different from my culture. I am trying to learn everything that is new. Yeah, yeah. And there was yeah. I had a, um, a Jewish um, friend from Israel. He's a very kind person, but he was uh, waiting for me to convert to Judaism because I was I was interested in that because it's part of my culture here uh, here in Morocco. There was lots of Jews here, and yeah. we still we have we still have certain things from the, that culture or that religion, and. Uh, I ke- I keep asking him about lots of things, and he thought that I'm interested in Judaism. Yeah, and I want yeah, to convert, yeah. and he was trying hard to make me convert. And the really? same wa- with the um, Christianity. Oh yeah, all the Christians are trying to yeah. convert. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all 
all each time I meet somebody who has different ideas from mine and I can uh, understand or accept him as he is or as she is, they try to com- to make me convert to their. Yeah, yeah, right. Whatever it is, yeah, whatever their thing is, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's their job. Yeah, it's not just religion. It's politics. It's business. It's ways of yeah. thinking about everything. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I'm right, so therefore. Everybody should do it my way <laughs> for your own good, too. You know, it's not. Well, can you imagine what it would be like if nobody in the world felt that way, if everybody understood how really silly that is? Um, I mean, I don't, I really don't think that, you know, all these problems, all this just death and destruction and war and greed and. Honestly, I don't think any of that could could be sustained if people were actually, you know, capable of thinking just a little better, you know? Yeah. I mean, is that being too optimistic, do you think? Am I too idealistic? Is that really impossible? Yeah, I think I, I almost think the same way. I think people uh, start... Um, thinking of me as someone who is naive or too idealistic or um, have a uh, fertile imagination when I start thinking that way or seeing things that way uh, or try to explain them in a simple way. They think uh, of me as naive and I accept things easily. (laughs) I know. You know, I have fun with that sometimes in my cast because... uh, somebody will come in and hear me talking and they think I'm a lot younger than I really am. <laughs> you know? And it's really, it's really funny when they start talk, calling me a youngster, you know, or, uh, well, you're naive and young. You'll learn when you get older, you know, and then they find out I'm 20 years older than they are. Then they just think I'm stupid. But I like to play the role of the naive. I the enjoy the window of naive to be a naive. I like oh, to yeah. play that yeah. role. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I am naive. Damn right. I, I'm proud I, of it. <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think it's naive. I think there's a choice to be made. You can be optimistic or pessimistic. There's no. You can find justification for anything you want. You know, if you want to be a pessimist, well, there's plenty of evidence to support that. You know, and if you want to be an optimist, well, actually, there's plenty of evidence to support that, too. So we don't need to ignore the negative. I, I, I'm, people are sometimes, some people I've talked to think I'm a pessimist, and other people I've talked to think I'm an optimist. <laughs> mm-hmm. because, because if someone hears me say something like, well, I expect that 80% of humans will be dead within 30 years, they think I'm being pessimistic. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? You know, but if someone else hears me talking about, uh, I expect an outbreak of enlightenment in the next uh, 30 years, they think I'm naive and, and optimistic, you know. And they think those two can't go together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe in being uh, aware of all of the uh, counter evidence to whatever theories that I happen to like. You know, I'm not a naive idealist. I'm an idealist, um, 
but not because I'm not aware of the arguments against it, <laughs> you know. In I, my I, case, I, I just let them think what they want to think of me, and I don't, I don't care. Yeah, neither do I, What really. they think of me don't influence me. Yeah. Well, it depends on who they are. I mean, some people I care about a little bit. Yeah, well, some people I care about a lot. But, yeah, generally speaking, it's of no consequence. Well, I shouldn't say that. Actually, I've come to the position now where I actually want people to like me. Uh, I ne- for a long time, I actually probably wanted people not to like me. <laughs> but I don't need that anymore, <laughs> you know. And and I keep thinking, you know, if people like me, they're more likely to listen to what I've got to say, you know. So I try not to be too offensive. I mean, I know I am at times, and I can live with that. But I don't go out of my way to be offensive anymore. Like I was talking to a couple of Christians uh, last yesterday, I guess, last night. And, um, you know, I mean, there are a lot of ways I could have spoken to them, but I, I, I tried to keep it fairly, you know, non-toxic, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And it works better, you know. I mean, I can say things and they, they will hear them if I'm not, you know, if they don't dislike me, if, if I'm being pleasant and they're sort of interested in what I've got to say, then uh, then they're more likely to actually hear something I have to say. Yeah. <clears throat> so I do want people to like me now, and that's new. That's changed in the last 10 years or so. For most of my life, I sort of went out of my way to be as obnoxious as possible uh, to keep people away from me. And it worked very well, actually. I was, I, I was able to remain isolated for ages when I wanted to. <laughs> I have to go. Well, it must be getting quite late there. Yeah, but uh, it's okay. It's a weekend. Oh, good. Well, listen, I really enjoyed uh, our talk today. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, uh, please keep pushing me. <laughs> okay. Really, really. I mean, I really, I, I agree with you. I think, I think there is something of value. I think between the two of us, we could actually produce something, I'm not quite sure what yet, but something that would be of value to other people. And uh, and it might even be of value to us, <laughs> you know. So um, let's, you know, like I say, keep, keep bugging me about it, please. Okay, I know how to do that. <laughs> Good, you can do that. Good, I appreciate it. All right. Okay, bye for now. Okay, yeah, this cast is over anyway. It's uh, 5.30 now. I'm going to read the uh, guest five is still here. But anyway, good night, uh, Bushra. We will uh, talk again soon. I'm going to deal with guest five who's been – guest five, I apologize. I haven't been reading your messages because I've been talking with uh, Bushra, otherwise known as Nadia. So – I'm going to read your stuff now, Guest 5, because you're still here. I assume you're still awake. We'll see.
Well, guess five. Uh, there's really nothing, you know, there's just not much I can say about what you've written there. We're going to have to talk. Uh, no response I can give to that text is really going to be useful, I think. So is there some particular reason that you can't call in? Do you not have a headphones or a microphone or uh, you just don't want to talk or what? Okay, well, this is why I prefer talking to uh, to uh, texting. Texting is quite helpful, but... Uh, okay, correct. Yeah, I, I asked you an either-or question. Correct is not not the answer. <laughs> uh, okay, well, in either case, uh, the, this cast is over. Notice that I didn't say Skype cast. I don't like the word cast, really. I'd like, uh, I want to call it a room, but I'm not really happy with that either. We need to get some new language in here a cell in the matrix or something. I don't know what this is. Uh, I'd like to come up with a better word than talk cast or cast or room. Room is not bad. I'm not, but this, for some reason I'm a little hesitant to use it. I'm not quite sure why. Okay, anyway, um, I will be back again tomorrow, Bob willing. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.